1: to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, myself, and Mike. Um, I know before I get into how y'all were and you all shout-outs, I'm going to say um, I met a, a cool guy today at Dave of recording. Um, he's from the hockey world. Um, some friends of mine asked me about doing a favor, and I, which I was able to do. Um, guy's name is David Kelly, and he's was he just retired? Uh, he was an equipment manager for the St. John Sea Dogs up in St. John's, New Brunswick. And he found out last year he got diagnosed with cancer and is fighting a hell of a fight. So I got a chance to meet him and uh, go check out his website, teamdk.ca and get some of some of the... St- I mean, he's got buttons, hat, um, knit hats, T-shirts, um, stickers, which I personally... The ones I like are the monkey band-aid sticker. It's, I guess, his nephew. Where's the story? Yes, his nephew, uh, when he came to visit him in the hospital a year ago, brought a monkey band-aid for his boo-boo, and it's become his symbol ever since. <laughs> so... I, I think that's a, a cool thing, and uh, mm-hmm. the money he's got from this is going to up there the St. John Regional Hospital's oncology department's education fund. But me personally, um, when we do a a fundraiser, which we'll, we'll have to talk how we could do that, um, I would love to be able to split the funds from a fundraiser three ways for each one of us to give to a cancer cancer group in our areas because uh fighting cancer is is a big thing in my family uh i've got two two survivors in my family now and uh but i've also lost a couple as well so
2: yeah that's one of those things that i don't think anybody has um has there's nobody out there that has not been touched by it at some point exactly yeah Exactly.
1: And see, the other thing I want to do, too, is if you guys ever make it down this way, I want to say we get a bunch of Star Wars merch, whether it's figures or comics or whatever we could get. And I know our friend Joe Caramagna, who's who's been a letterer for Marvel on the Star Wars titles, uh, is real big with the Raw McDonald houses. I want to go to Give Kids a World, which is the Make-A-Wish Village. And we, and we, we go share some love there. And do something good and just and just have a fun fun time with it yeah know? so anyway so that's my shout out uh, to to Dave aka DK go check out the site teamdk.CA um, he's a good man uh, great guy and uh, much love glad I was able to to finally meet you and I consider it an honor to to call you a friend and I am getting my monkey band-aid stickers for my laptop <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some good cause so, uh, how are you guys doing?
2: Doing all right, yeah, pretty good. I actually have kind of a little bit of a shout out, but it's a little it's a little more fun than that. Uh, you guys mentioned how I went to go see the Akron Rubber Ducks this past last week. Yes, and it was a blast. I did not know it was Star Wars night till I got there. We actually went because a friend of ours got tickets in one of their low the Skybox type deals for her company. Uh, and I cool. showed up. There was Star Wars everywhere. It was great. There was cosplayers. There was, um, now, we had a two-hour rain delay, which was terrible, but ended up as soon as that was done, the skies opened up bright blue, and it was a beautiful night for baseball. Awesome. So, and, the nice. bro- and so it's all good.
1: That, you can <laughs> never go
2: wrong with that. That's right. Uh, but the fun thing is, since it was a Friday night, they had every Friday night, there's a home game. You got fireworks. And so they had Star Wars fireworks afterwards. Oh, that's so the cool. fireworks up to the Star Wars music and stuff. So right? that's like they were
0: shooting them out of X-Wings?
2: Uh, that would have been awesome, too, yeah. Had, <laughs> uh, shooting off looking like Xs. <laughs> no. um, but one of the cool things they had was a couple of the Star Wars cosplayers from the area, I don't know if they were 501st or not, before the game started, they actually were um, out on the one, out in um, left field, at on the um, concourse out there, having a lightsaber duel that the rubber ducks media team had actually were filming it live and putting it up on the big screen.
1: That might've been a uh, saber guild. I which, don't know. Which is the fighting group. Yeah. Which so. I, I would love to be a part of here. Problem is they meet on, on the weekends and I'm like, I work. Yeah. So one, once things settle here at the house, uh, I'm hoping to possibly meet up with one of the guys for uh maybe to do during the- during the week like on a Wednesday or something that'd be fun so
0: all right my turn my turn okay yeah. <laughs> I too have a shout out sort of, and uh it's a different one though. So uh, around this time every year, uh, the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films presents the Saturn Awards, which recognizes the best in genre fiction in both film and in television. And, uh, well, let me give you the official word from Lucasfilm. Their official announcement. Congratulations to the talented Star Wars Rebels team on their second Saturn Award for Best Animated TV Series. Awesome. Uh, Mark, yeah, but wait, there's more. Uh, (laughs) Mark Hamill on his win for Best Actor, and Ryan Johnson for his win for Best Writing. And Bob Dusey on his win for best editing for Star Wars The Last Jedi. But
1: wait, it was such a horrible film.
0: Oh, it's a horrible award winning film. Oh. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> no- and nominated. <laughs>
0: yes. So congratulations on all of those awards. Well
1: done. Well, that's cool. That's very cool. Well, yeah. um,. I guess speaking of rebels. Oh yeah. Um, I was gonna say something came across the hollow net.
2: Yeah. Well uh Lucasfilm and um uh who's officially putting this out? I believe it's um, Lucasfilm that puts them out is the um, Star Wars Rebels Season 4 Blu-ray is getting ready to drop uh, and it's packed just like always it's packed with features July 31st the um, Star Wars Rebels complete fourth season Blu-ray and DVDs come out It's um, so it's got all 15 episodes from the last season plus plenty of the um, never before seen exclusive extras um, now this thing is packed with um, they have six audio commentaries from Dave Filoni um, where he goes inside the show as, um, and explores what brought Ezra, Hera, Kanan, Zipine, Zeb, and Chopper to the end of their journey. Um, and then they also have the, an extra called Ghosts of, Le- Ghosts of Legend. Then you can also learn about the nature of the Force as Filoni shares insights into the power that binds the galaxy together in Rebels and across the Star Wars saga with a special Forces of Rebellion. So if okay. this is going to be talking about the force and uh, expanding on the force, some yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we said, he's the guy that trained and sat at the feet of the master, George Lucas himself. So yep. if there's anybody who about the force and the way the force is supposed to work, it would be George.
0: Just do you mean? Do you mean that he was once a padawan?
2: Very much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next up, we have uh, Meet the Mastermind behind the score from the series in a series of behind the scenes or, yeah, from the series and a special behind the scenes feature on the composer Kevin Kiner, The Rebel Symphony, and discover what inspired the show's most enduring musical themes. This is one I would uh, definitely want to see because um kevin kiner is next to john williams has written more star wars music than anybody yeah he did all of the clone wars all of rebels uh the clone wars had what 120 episodes or something like that and he wrote all the music for that Mm -hmm. seasons of rebels i mean he's probably time-wise written more star wars music than than john williams has
0: quite possibly (laughs)
2: But it just comes to just straight time of how much music is out there. Um, now, then, of course, both the DVD and the um, Blu-ray set come with a complete final season of, season of Rebels Recon. Uh, Which we know was StarWars.com's show or recap show. um, It uncovers some special Easter eggs in it too.
0: That's pretty cool, actually, that they included that.
2: So, and all together, it comes out on July 31st, um, both as the Blu-ray, a two-disc Blu-ray or three-disc DVD. um, Approximately 353 minutes of um, material for the runtime. Then all the rest is just their actual um, specs, like the. We have closed captioning. We have the aspect ratio. Everything is normal, but um, this is going to be awesome. Pre- you can pre-order it now, probably from anywhere you can get Blu-rays, DVDs, <laughs> or um, go out on the thirty-first and pick this up. These are usually what about thirty bucks for this for the set when it first drops? Uh, something like that. Let me mm. check Amazon because I'm sure it's on here already. Probably. And I
1: I like the final paragraph on this. For more on the fourth season, check out StarWars.com Ranking Rebels series. Uh, Dave Filoni discussing the family or the final season on Star on the Star Wars show. And I'll look back at um, some panel at some convention last year. Oh wait, the Rebels panel at Star Wars Celebration Orlando, which I might have been there for that.
0: Mm, possibly
1: as a as a VIP guest of Lucasfilm. Which thank you, Tracy at Lucasfilm for that invite. It was fun. And then you can hear the press conference in our. If you just go back to last April, you'll you'll hear the press conference about the final season of, of Rebels.
2: Okay, Amazon right now has this as $45, but that's going to drop. Yeah, yeah, that'll drop. Most likely they it'll always, be. Most it, like, to
1: start, so. it probably won't be more than 35
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, you can get the Season 2 4-disc DVD set for 30, 35 right now. Um, let me see what other ones there are.
1: Yeah, but if I'm going to go back and get these, I'm going to get them on Blu-ray.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, you can get the complete season three for 20, 23 dollars on Blu Ray, uh, season two is seventeen on, or eighteen on Blu Ray. So and that's all on Prime. So that's actually from the reputable salespeople. Right now, the the ones that were expensive was Clone Wars. Well, there's a lot more episodes of Clone Wars too. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Plus they they had quite a bit of. Um, Bonus, a lot of bonus material with them as well, yeah. Um, because there's a lot of stuff there that was not available on Blu ray or well, on I know DVD, they,
2: yeah. Well, they said the six audio commentaries from Dave Filoni. I'm he better have done one for the last couple episodes, yeah. Imagine Dave actually sitting there explaining things as it's going on the last three episodes,
1: yeah. So, looking like Ken Star Wars or Rebels season one is 18 bucks on Blu ray, season two yeah. is 18 on Blu ray, season three. Uh, can get on Blu-ray for twenty. Well, it depend. Oh, if you're a Prime member, you could get it for twenty-three. If not, it's twenty-seven. Yeah, but it also depends on who it is, who, who you're buying it from. Yeah. So I f- I figure price is probably going to come down to around that for Blu-ray, right around that twenty-six to thirty bucks. So it shouldn't be that bad. Mm. But speaking of Clone Wars, can you believe it's been ten years? Wow. Nah. Two thousand eight. is when that. First dropped summer of 2008.
2: Wow. See, I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was oh six, but maybe not. No. Nope. Obviously not, because they just told us.
1: Yep. And uh, one one other cool thing about Clone Wars, second season, I don't remember the episode number, but I could tell you the release date of the episode. It was November 20th, 2009, which happens to be Zoe's birthday. Oh. So, how, So how cool is it that she's probably one of the few Star Wars fans out there that has a Star Wars clone wars episode that released on the day of birth i'm sure there's others out there because i mean the show ran five years but her episode oh my god it's one of the creepiest it's the one with the uh where they're on Geono- geonosis we with dealing with the geonosians with the with the little earwigs that take over mm. yeah. and it's almost like a body snatchers episode it's like because because we now watch that around our birthday every year <laughs> And as creepy as the first time I'm watching it, we're watching it. I'm like, this might be a little creepy for you. And she loves it. That's almost one of her favorite. Really? episodes. It, well, it's her birthday. So, uh, you know, we've told her when when that episode came out, she was laying on my chest. Not even mm. not even 14 hours old. She's laying on my tr- on my chest as I'm watching that episode. I'm like, yeah, you don't stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad she she loves Star Wars, but I'm also very appreciative that she she loves her superheroes. She has her favorites. Uh, she's very much um geek. I mean, I call her my, I call her princess, but that's my right. Mm -hmm. But she hates it when anyone else outside of the family, well, outside of her mom and myself calling her princess. She hates it. It drives her nuts when we go to Disney. They go, well, how are you doing today, princess? She's like,
2: fine. You hear that disgruntled.
0: Um,
2: but she—that's when she corrected him and say, "Hey, I'm not a princess; I'm a rebel. She, she's a smuggler.
1: She—she's very girly when she wants to be, but she's she's she she rides that line, and and I'm proud of her for that. Well, you guys heard her when when we talked with Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I'm doing something right, except for when she gave her opinion about Howard the Duck, and we won't go there. <laughs>
2: Then she's a little bit too attached to those porgs. She's just got to get past that and realize that they didn't really taste. Well, we watched
1: Howard the Duck on Father's Day. And because she wanted to see it because she heard me talk about it. And she knows I love the character. She goes, Can we watch it? I was like, Sure. Uh, we, she wanted to watch it that Friday. I was like, No, you're going to bed. And then sa- Saturday, it's like, No, we'll watch it tomorrow. We got more time tomorrow. And uh, we got done with it and said, So, what did you think? Her quote, George Lucas had a better accomplishment with Star Wars than he did with Howard the Duck. If you guys didn't already hear her with her questions to Vanessa, you guys would have never believed me that that phrase came out of my daughter's mouth. (laughs) Which my immediate reply afterwards is, I disown you. (laughs) So... Anyway, um, getting back to Clone Wars, though, there will be at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, because it was announced on the 26th, that Lucasfilm will be celebrating the landmark 10th anniversary of the Clone Wars on uh, Thursday, July 19th, in room 6BCF, Um, and it's going to be with uh, Dave Filoni and special guests. As they look back at the show and its many incredible stories,
2: this is when you're going to want to get in line for because I think this is going to pack out that room and in as much yeah. space as it's.
1: They- oh yeah, and I, and I don't think this is that big <clears throat> of a room either. This, I mean, it's not Hall H, which which I, don't,
2: I think they could use. They could pack Hall H for this one possibly. Yeah.
1: I real close, but I'm hearing there's a lot there's a lot of groups that used to go into hall h a lot that're not going doing hall h presentations anymore they're going for the smaller stuff mm. uh only because of the i guess the craziness of hall h um, yeah. yeah
0: that makes so, sense.
1: Uh, of course, in the summer of 2008, Clone Wars made its debut. I believe the movie came out in August of 2008. Yes. And sorry, I never saw it in the theater. That's the only Star Wars film, and I don't really consider it a film uh, that I did not see in the theater. I've seen all the live yeah. actions. Uh, I never
0: saw it. I didn't see it in the theater either.
1: The reason why is for me, when, when I saw a few of the, some of the trailers for it, it didn't look right. Yeah, because it, it, you could tell it was you know it was done for TV. The animation was done for TV, and
2: saw it in the theater, and um, I think that's why I didn't have a major problem with it because I knew this was actually this is for TV, but it's awesome seeing it on the big screen with a bunch of people.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just to me it didn't it didn't look right. Yeah. On the big screen,
2: well, I used to it. this was the first time we ever saw the Clone Wars animation, right? Which was a totally different type of animation that we had seen on just about anything. Yeah, it was a new type of animation, especially for Star Wars. But you know, I
1: loved the micro series as well. Even though it's but, it's not considered yeah. canon, yeah, I love that series. I love but that it's art style,
2: a type of show too. The art style was totally different, and, and, and that I, one was actually two mm-hmm. D, wasn't it? Regular two D drawn yes. images.
1: Yes, yep, this one was completely three D. And, and i love the figures that went with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the clone troopers were were a little skinnier. I mean, it, they definitely had an animation feel to it. Um so, yeah, uh apparently 11:45 a.m. to 11 to 12:45 p.m. Pacific time is when this panel um, okay. on Thursday. So, eastern time, uh 2:45 to 3:45. So, hopefully just, hopefully, hopefully Thursday. Yeah, it's on a Thursday. It's probably about the only time they could put it in. But, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that, though, because then that gives us something to talk about that Friday. That's right. As we record on Fridays.
2: Actually, ah. No, we can't. It'll be the next week. No. We can't that week. Look at what the date is. Oh. 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 talk about this on the week after. Ooh. Okay. That works. <laughs> That's called a teaser,
1: folks. (laughs) I'm just going to say that week. That's a teaser. That week is going to be about things that that made us, and we're not talking about our parents. So anyway, that's that. San Diego Comic-Con, the 19th. Thursday
2: and you can pretty much it says special guests so it'll be Dave Filoni but you know the Ashley Eckstein will probably be there probably Um, Matt Lander will probably be there probably Uh, Taylor will be there hopefully Taylor will be there hopefully a lot of these guys are already going to be there for their other shows. Phil Lamar mm-hmm. would be awesome. The voice well, yeah, of Plo a, I remember, yeah. You never know. I mean, a lot of the animation guys are going to be in the area anyway for other yeah. shows that are yeah. Comic-Con.
1: Yeah, it'll be easy to pull them in. Plus, too, hopefully we're going to get some more news later in the show about, even though it hasn't been announced yet from Lucasfilm, hopefully we'll get another little tease about Star Wars Resistance. Yeah. So.
2: Oh, you are gonna drop something. It won't be during that one, but Lucasfilm will have a panel oh, no. of some
1: sort. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully the re- somewhere else in the weekend, there'll be another oh, panel sure, about yeah. resistance. It's just, hasn't been, I haven't, I haven't received the press release yet. So, um, but speaking of releases there, there's, there's some discussion about that. Well, there is.
0: And we're talking now about the release of episode nine and there is a a little article on net where they talk about uh what could be one of the biggest uh problems for episode 9 when it comes out and hold on it's not what you're thinking it's not fan backlash and it's not delays and other problems uh the biggest the biggest what they're saying could be the biggest threat to star wars could be the fact of when it's actually coming out in December of 2019 and the fact that there are a quite a few large movies coming out in the in that time frame uh, in November for example uh, we will see uh, Wonder Woman 1984 well, and then some. yes yeah. uh, so that's gonna, that's going to be a huge one and then, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know how huge this one's going to be, but uh, Paramount Viacom is coming out with Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, the next <laughs> one, Anna Perna's James Bond twenty-five.
2: And actually, we were just talking about that. How um, Pinewood is going to be making some, going to have to make some space to get James Bond in there because they're getting ready to make one. Yeah.
0: So then there's also the Terminator reboot. Uh, while Disney themselves have some competition with Frozen 2. And then, uh, of course, that's just November. In December, we have Episode 9, uh, Fox's Death on the Nile, Universal's Wicked, which is going to be pretty big, I think, and Sony's Jumanji 3, which, uh, gave, um, Last Jedi some, uh, some, uh, competition.
1: Now, Wicked is based on the musical, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah I which think it's actually going it? to be a musical. It's the movie adaptation of it. Yeah, I think it is, which
0: my wife really enjoyed that story. So, I mean, it's kind of the thought is that it's kind of like what happened to Solo in a way whereas solo came out right after infinity war and deadpool 2 and right and uh and so one school of thought is that perhaps that's what happened to solo's box office is you know after all that people are like all right enough you know we saw we saw those big marvel movies so i don't need to go see solo right that's not how i felt but hey whatever yeah. so well,
2: I'll say that, that's the one thing I've noticed. If you look, I have not seen I, – personally, I have not seen anything on the internet saying from any of the critics or even the people who have seen it that said Solo was a bad movie. No. no. Everybody nope. enjoyed it. Everybody yeah. says it's a fantastic movie. The problem is not enough people went to see it. Right. Well, they made a good movie. I,
1: I will say the only, the only bad reviews I saw of Solo online – were from people who actually did not see the movie. Yeah. So one I threw those out right away.
0: Yeah. Now, the only other difference um <laughs> for me between this and Solo is that this is episode 9 whereas Solo was just like, you know, it's a little it's a, the little Han Solo film whatever. Right. But this is going to be the Final chapter in the new trilogy yeah. um, that, you know, J.J. J. Abrams is coming back to do, and, you know, it follows The Last Jedi, which had mm, mixed uh, results. Right. <laughs> So this is gonna this is going to be a much larger film than Solo, and the other thing that I think it has going forward is the fact that it doesn't come out until December of 2019. So we have from now until then for another Star Wars movie.
2: Yeah, we have enough time to, for people to actually wait. sit and watch the other movies and real and relax. All the guys that boycotted Solo are gonna see it on Blu Ray or DVD. You know they are. Right. Oh yeah. 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 So um, and then the, one thing I've noticed with Star Wars movies is with time, they usually age very well. Yes. They they actually yeah. age over time. Um, yeah. at, and the, were, now, the Internet did not exist at all. But when Return of the Jedi came out, there was a lot of you didn't hear about it much because there was no Internet. But there was a lot of fan backlash over things like Ewoks. Yeah. You didn't hear well, about he, it. But a lot of people that if the Internet was around, that movie would have oh. got wasted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, even even yeah. uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, There was a lot a there. lot of flack about that.
2: Yeah. For time, they uh, the prequels. There's a lot more prequel love out there now than there was when they first came out.
1: Yeah. I for me, I'm hit and miss about which prequel movies. I mean, I, the casting was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. But Phantom Menace is—I mean, there's a reason why it's at the bottom of my list. It's—it's it's right, one yeah. that I was not. Um, it wasn't my favorite of the Star Wars films. Right. It doesn't mean I don't it's, like it.
2: It's better than Episode Two. It's. But my problem with the prequels wasn't the story. It wasn't the characters. A little bit was actually the direction. Yeah. Yeah. Lucas is is a fantastic story writer. He's a great producer. <laughs> um. He's not the best director the world's ever seen especially uh, we've talked about it on here before especially when he was surrounded by yes men at that point right.
0: everybody yeah. knew,
2: film, knew who was signing the checks
1: yeah mm-hmm. The
2: original movies he was actually bouncing off of his uh, peers, not just guys that were working for him, so he made slight changes here and there, as suggested by his friends you know right so it's like if they had other directors, the prequels those stories were great if they'd have had someone else in there to help him collaborate on it right yeah so and even you talk to the, you see interviews with the actors and stuff, and Lucas himself said he 's not an actor's director
0: oh yeah he's definitely actor,
2: yeah. stuff he 's great with making sure the story's there. When it comes to helping the actors give the perform the best performance they can, he's not that guy.
0: Which is why I think is it was uh the best idea for him to go with other directors for Empire and Return of the Jedi.
2: Mm -hmm. You see a tonal, a a complete tonal shift on those movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Sting and stuff like that. So, but no, I think this one, uh, but the whole thing of it, um, the Star Wars movies um, get better with age, like a fine wine that I think uh, by the time we get to episode nine, a year and a half from now, people are going to, they're not going to remember The Last Jedi differently, but they'll look back on it with a little bit different eyes. Right. Yeah. Time to actually figure, because I think a lot of people are still reeling from the changes in the major um, stuff that happened in this movie. After a little bit of time, they've had time to think about it and see it a couple more times. Like, it just opened on... Um, I just noticed today that it's up on Netflix already.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. It, just it just came out. Yeah, it
1: just it just came out.
2: Yep. As people have time to watch this movie a couple times, get, um, watch Solo a couple times, I think they're gonna you're going to see a slight shift here a little bit. And I it,
0: can't it, wait to watch it again. Yeah? Now that it's on Netflix.
2: So by the time we get to episode 9, I think people will be ready for another Star Wars movie again. I think so, yeah. So.
1: Well, and of course, uh, TNT's been showing the movies quite a bit, too. hmm Which, mm-hmm. okay, when we caught it the other day at work, it was, they went episode three, straight, or they went Revenge of the Sith straight to Empire. They totally skipped A New Hope. And then went Return of the Jedi and then Force Awakens. Mm. And, and I'm having an issue with this because Memorial weekend they went one two no they went one three four five six and seven it's like hello why are we skipping over two
2: I actually don't blame them for that one myself but if you're gonna <laughs> skip one of them that's the one I would have skipped see i I, I like 2. George Lucas writing a love story is hard that's
1: see, hard that, to see <laughs> that was that was my problem with with Revenge of the Sith there was too there was too much love story in it. See I, I, for
0: me, it's my my least favorite is Phantom Menace because I don't want to see him as a kid.
1: Yeah, it was almost too young. Mm.
2: See, um, I like the out of prequels. That's probably that's usually tied with Episode Three for me for number one. Number see, one and three are both fantastic for me, but that's just me.
1: See, I I loved I loved Attack of the Clones because to me the love story was just right. Yeah, you know, it didn't dominate the film
2: as much. Like it, it was that, the entire <laughs> Yes, the whole no, story was Anakin and Padme. Obi-Wan, all the Obi-Wan stuff was a side story. Yeah, but but <laughs> it was a story. But it, to me it felt more natural. And
1: I in the in the Obi-Wan story and the clone story um it, it felt balanced unlike everything with the apartments with with Padme and Anakin and Revenge of the Sith. Seemed way too much focused, if that makes sense.
2: See, I see the opposite way on the on those two, but that's just me.
1: And that's that's the that's the cool thing is we could mm-hmm. we could we could have that and be okay with it.
2: Wait, wait, wait. we can uh, we can disagree and actually not call each other nasty names and uh, cause problems and go on Twitter and go bananas. Oh.
0: You wait until we get off air.
2: We're not doing it right.
1: Scruffy looking <laughs> nerf herder. <laughs>
2: I'm yeah, you know, Twitter anonymously later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, Derek, where did you get that phrase book that I heard you talk about on Keepers of the French?
0: I, think I got it for Christmas.
1: Uh, Ken and, I'll have to bring it Ken down while I, we're while we're recording one of these days. I, I I think Ken and I almost need to get one ourselves just so we can have more fun adding <laughs> stuff into the show.
0: Uh, yeah, that was fun.
1: And then, if we get together next year when Star Wars Land opens, or when we get together to do our Wookiee Radio meetup at Star Wars at at Black Spire Outpost, (laughs) we can have fun with it there too to talk with the locals. (laughs) So, um, speaking of Disney.
2: Yeah, there's – okay, this is – now, this is the only somewhat negative we're going to go. This is basically just a straight rumor roundup. Now, none of this has any basis in reality that we know of yet. But we know if anybody has been paying attention to the internet – um Wednesday for me this physically actually made it got me depressed reading some of this stuff.
0: No. Yeah, I know.
2: We got to at least address that the rumors are out there. Um rumors that we some of this we've talked about before. The stuff that Kathy Kennedy is getting ready to get fired. Um they're possibly going to bring um the biggest rumor I heard was uh, um the, there's a huge amount of people like at Lucasfilm that are pushing for Dave Filoni to get her job if she leaves. But yeah. supposedly Bob Iger and Dizzy don't want that at all. They want to bring their own guy in, maybe like a Kevin Feige. Okay, that, for me, like we've already said it on the show. For me, the best idea would be um, now. Kathy Kennedy has not messed up yet. I've not seen a. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but she's had one misstep, and it's still I think going to make its budget back. Yeah,
0: I don't even I don't even necessarily know that it was her misstep. Exactly.
2: Well, well
1: here's the thing that I've heard brought up at at work complaint with since Disney has bought Lucasfilm there's too much of the women's agenda which we've been hearing and then just like the Disney channel it's all girl power, girl power, boys are dumb boys are dumb, boys are dumb that we're getting that in the Star Wars films as well
2: and you do see that and um, according to this that's another rumor behind the scenes that um, the Lucasfilm is actually the um, staff is split at the moment too all the people that Kathy Kennedy's brought in that are on her side oh. about all of this, and then all the um, people that were there before her that are all about the Star Wars brand, and that's all they care about. They don't care about a political agenda or making sure there's extra girls or there's not enough women or anything like that. They don't care. They just want to make good Star Wars, right. which is what this should be. But remember, this is all rumors, guys. None of this that has been corroborated by anybody.
1: True. Now, let's now, think, so we'll think about there, this. I was going to say, let's think about this with the female agenda. Remember before Luke Skywalker became Luke Skywalker he was almost Luke, he was almost Luke Starkiller. And yeah. The original Starkiller was a female. Yeah. Yeah. So and... this is pre Disney, pre internet, pre Whatever the lead exactly. was, al- the lead was almost a female.
2: If you look at Star Wars, and when Lucas wrote it, the women that he put in there were butt kickers. Yep, Leia Mon Mothma, the leader of the entire freaking Rebel Alliance, was a woman. Yep, um, Princess or Queen Amidala. Yep. Okay, and the first time you see her, she's the queen. What's she do? She grabs a blaster and shoots at someone. <laughs> she the, was not a damsel in
1: distress. The, the mastermind of the whole thing was a lobster.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So, um, but some of the other ones, like the, supposedly J.J. Abrams is being was offered the job and turned it down. And another one is supposedly they can't fire Kathy Kennedy because um, no one else wants her job. I'm saying all of this is rumor mill and people trying to stir the pot. Yeah. Right now, I yeah. don't think... Kennedy's job is in, tra- in danger. I do like the idea, like we've said on here, of letting her – she is a producer. That's all she's been. She's not a storyteller. So let her be the uh, president of the company. Let her make the business decisions. Right. And bring it – do something like a – move someone like a Dave Filoni up to um, to take, like, chief creative officer type deal and do a Kevin Feige position there to where he directs the story. Yeah. He says right. this – we got to go. So these new directors, when they bring them in – the other one I heard earlier was how um, Lucasfilm – I think you guys talked about it last week. How, supposedly Lucasfilm has lost uh, – or Disney has – and Lucasfilm both have lost any faith in up-and-coming new directors. Yeah. I think the problem with the new directors is not that they're new and up-and-coming directors directors. directors it's you got to give them a little bit more less leash yeah little guidance with these films a lot of these guys are directors they've never been writers
1: Mm.
2: yeah or they've right but it's for a totally different thing they've never written in a pre-made universe well here's the other question
1: how much how much of this is i hate to say this because of my position but how how much of this is potentially Iger doesn't know the property enough. Bob Iger he doesn't know the property enough to justify his decisions with the franchise.
2: Well, like I said, that's why you brand someone like a Dave Filoni. Now I've I've seen and heard from other places, and just watching the um, smoke signals that are running running around out there. That Dave Filoni. Now that everybody when they announced <laughs> Resistance, everybody's like, oh yeah, even us. When they first made the announcement, it looks like, hey, Dave Filoni's in charge of this. We're gonna." But if you look at the actual way it was worded, it was co-created by Filoni, but he's not actually running the show. Yeah, It looks like he's stepped – they're, they're going to make an announcement sometime in the next couple months of a change of positions for him possibly. He's mm. still there. He's not going anywhere. Right. But he may be moving to another position in the company. Because he's not in charge on resistance. And now I'm sure he's going to be an executive producer and um, have some say in what's going on. If, if they don't do that, then they're they've really gone off the rails. Right. If you don't advice, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. If they're not looking at him to help um, with the overall creative, like I said, these new directors bring in new and up and coming directors, but and let them break the story, but let someone help give them a hand and say, well, wait a minute, this is a good story. Let's tweak this here and tweak this there. To just make it fit a little bit better into the um, the universe that we have, not the universe you want it to be. Right. Which is what um, – that's why actually Marvel has had a problem with that a little bit with their movies. That's why guys like Edgar Wright and some of the other ones that just couldn't work within that system because they didn't – like uh, we, like with Ant-Man and with some of the other ones that they've had to change directors that came out and said straight up, they didn't want to make the changes that Marvel and Kevin Feige told them they needed to. Right,
1: right. Yeah. It well,
2: happens when you do do that, and it all fits.
1: Yeah. And see, no one's. I mean, there wasn't that much uproar outcry when that happened, like there has been with Solo, and, mm-hmm. and, and like there was when uh, things were. There was someone else brought in to help with with Rogue One. Um, but, you know, Edgar Wright was still kind of left as an advisor, even though things were changed. And even though the, he had they used part of his script, that's why he still got credit for things. But, you know, it's, it's still, um, sorry, I, I have lost my mind on where I was going. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I hate that. Well, my whole thing on the on all of this, to wrap up this so we can move on to some better stuff, is um, no matter what the internet is saying, like I said, Wednesday of this week, I was actually contemplating whether or not I wanted to keep doing the show. After looking at the news and all the hatred and stuff, all of this going on.
0: I had to – there's so many stories I had to just skip over. I'm like, oh, nope, I'm, not, I doing, I'm not doing that. Nope. Yeah, if
2: I do it's, this, I'm not gonna be happy. I, I like enjoying Star Wars. So you know right. what? I'm gonna sit here and we'll enjoy Star Wars. And if some of these rumors come, then we'll report on them when it actually is news. But yeah. I say it that for me, I'm done talking about this now. Let's move mm-hmm. on and get fun with Star Wars. Star Wars yep. is supposed to be fun. Exactly. And to me, it still is fun. Yeah. So, well, that's. It took me a minute just to get past it and say, "Okay, that's." Some of it was I watched some Clone Wars. I found getting, some stories about some good stuff.
0: It's getting tougher and tougher, though. I tell you.
2: That's why you stay out of the internet
1: stories. Mm. Yeah, I, I will say I I am guilty of certain search words, and I'm like, okay, why do I keep torturing myself like this? Because mm-hmm. I, I think part of it is I want to see the train wreck. And, and I, I almost hate to say it, but I, I, I kind of almost want to see the stupidity yeah. that's being put out there of people just not understanding. But mm. uh, but I will say um, Mark Hamill has come out again uh, with an interview during the interview with IGN uh, talking about um, he, re- he returned back to that controversial talking point of that he brought up shortly after filming The Last Jedi Uh, in regards to Luke, um, and and his quotes are, I mean, these are the highlights of the quotes. Um, there's just a huge gap between return of the Jedi and force awakens. I had to really contemplate that Luke, uh, says in an interview or Luke, Mark Hamill says in an interview, (laughs) Oh, Hey, he's Luke. Um, uh, and it continues on. I said, hey, how did I go from being the most optimistic, positive character to this cranky, suicidal man who wants people to get off his island? Get off my lawn. Um Well, as they point out a little bit in Last Jedi, he had his nephew
2: turn on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I wouldn't say cranky. I would say Manic.
2: Well, I don't even see his song, his nephew turned on him. The way they showed it, they showed three different ways of it happened, and um, the way he totally overreacted to something he saw, thought better of it, but it was too late. Right,
0: right, yeah. Plus, I mean, we all get a little cranky when we get older. That's right.
1: <laughs> so, so are you saying I'm I'm really cranky? <laughs> I didn't
0: I didn't say that, but yeah.
2: yeah was that implied? <laughs> It was
0: inferred. When,
2: okay, you reach, to not be as cranky, you will be.
1: So you're saying I've had pretty good soapbox rants, then? <laughs> Let's don't talk about cosplay. Uh, uh, that's not. <laughs> that's a whole other show. Mm. Um, to continue on with the other highlighted quote, it was a radical change, but I think sometimes being pushed out of your comfort zone is a good thing. Although part of me said to Ryan, but you know, a Jedi would never give up. My concept of, of the character was that even if I chose the new Hitler, the new Hitler think, uh, thinking he was the new hope. Yeah. I feel I'd feel terrible. But I wouldn't secret myself on an island and then turn off the force. And, and we've talked about – again, I bring up work because I, I have some of these discussions at work. We've talked about this there too. Some of us older people in the room who who was around when the films first came out in the theater, the first time, to preface that, the first time, um, we, we – we felt sort of like mark that luke lost some of his uh, badassery yes new word assery um he he wasn't as much of a badass like he was in the original trilogy
2: yeah well one thing i that's popped in my head as we're doing this we got to think um now the character of luke skywalker the canon character of luke skywalker Right. That we've seen these up to this point. I'm not talking about even the canon books and stuff at this point. Um, we saw about 48 hours of his life on um, in a new hope. Right. So he trained for Obi-Wan, his first master, for about 12 to 24 hours. If that, yeah, yeah. When, then we go what about two years or so? I, I don't remember the exact numbers. Then we get to Empire Strikes Back, and um, he he finds Yoda, and he trains under Master Jedi Master Yoda for what about a week?
0: Yeah, something. Yeah, like that. something like that.
2: And then in Return of the Jedi, he uh, becomes the Jedi. So he's the either the fastest training Jedi. He's learned faster than any Jedi known to man. Right. Or they took some short steps, shortcut, short steps here. And he's not really um, he's he's trained. And he's officially a Jedi, but you, if you look to the Clone Wars and the, the prequel era, it took eons in time compared to that for a, for a Padawan to become a Jedi.
0: Oh yeah, exactly.
2: They started when they were babies. They were taken from their parents before they were even um, right as soon as they were born, within a year or two. Yep, and they're trained their entire lives until they're twenty twenty five before they become a Jedi Knight. Right. Yeah. Training master, training with other. So it's like Luke. I think making a wrong decision. And moving the wrong way, like um, turning himself off to the Force. That you're not—he's not had enough time to. I mean, he, yes, he trained some on his own. He's found some of these texts and things, but he's confused. He's a totally different type of Jedi than what we had before. Yes, an right. actual, a fully trained, fully realized Jedi of the of the Jedi Order would not have made these choices. Well, but has never had that indoctrination and in, um, the teaching. So he's got to make choices, and you got to think his only his only role model growing up to learn anything was Uncle Ber, or Uncle Ben or right. Owen, sorry, Uncle Owen, and yeah, Owen <laughs> that was trying to stay hidden in his um, little farm. Yeah. Right. And the other thing is wrong. What do again, he do? not hides on an island by himself. <laughs> what would Owen do? He would go hide in his farm by himself.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And again, it's been, what, 30 some odd years since Return of the Jedi? Yep. And in that time, Luke saw, you know, he tried to start up a new Jedi Academy. He failed with his nephew, his own, you know, his own nephew. And then everything he tried, he started was destroyed. So that's gonna have an effect on you
1: right mm-hmm. well, going we, through all of that, and we see in the last Jedi too that he's crashed his x wing right he, yeah. he he has used um one of the panels for or one of the the part of a wing for a door
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so let's think about this: what type of head trauma did he suffer? After that crash. Yeah. And what did that do to his brain and his train of thought by the time we see him there?
2: <laughs> well, and actually him giving up after the first try. It's something he's done that we saw in the movies originally. Oh, yeah. In Empire Strikes Back, he um, he's very defeatist the whole time. Um, he tries to lift the X-Wing and then, no, this is impossible. I can't do it. And right. everything that Yoda tried to teach him, he couldn't do because it's impossible. It's impossible. So th- when um, this happens and his sees he watches his nephew falling to the dark side and he can't do anything, well, his, his go-to would be, oh, this is impossible. I can't do it. Yep.
0: Even after he sees – even after he watches Yoda lift the Mm -hmm. X-Wing out, he's still like, I don't believe it.
2: Exactly. Now, he does grow after that because in – you see in Return of the Jedi – that he does find the um the good invader in Vader and all these things but it's still that's one positive compared to all the tr- choices he makes the wrong way you know what I mean right mm-hmm. he's far from, far far from a perfect character oh yeah and he's not he's uh, yeah Yoda and some of the other ones tell him that after you defeat Vader you're a full jedi but like i said he's had about 20 minutes worth of training <laughs> yeah he doesn't well you really know what jedi is <laughs>
1: Actually, we don't. We don't know the actual length of time that he was training on on tattooing or on Dagobah. No, exactly. We because, don't because because it's it's never it's never been specified on how long it it took for them to get from Hoth to the yeah. asteroid belt. Yeah, that's why I said i have giving it belt. Oh, that I mean, I would say a couple of weeks, but still,
2: in the grand scheme of things, compared to what Jedi usually got for training wise, he's had about a cup of coffee with the Jedi Master.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And it, so it, this it, guy does that's a just Jedi convenience as- store coffee, not not Starbucks.
2: Exactly. So it's like you got to give him a pass. And realize he's going to make the wrong decision. I mean, that's the way it works. Why do you think Yoda comes back and sees him and hits him on the head and says, "Hey, dummy"?
0: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah.
2: He says, "Hey, you're still the same dumb Star Skywalker. Get out of this and move on. You're gonna make mistakes. Guess what? <laughs> Live with it. and Move on." I, I was I was waiting for him to go.
1: You know, like fa- like son, like father, or like father, yeah. like son. Mm. So
2: right the first time, it's Yoda
1: talking. Yeah. <laughs> so um. So yeah, I mean that that's that for for Hamill. I mean, mm-hmm. we do see where he's coming from. We we do. You now, we, we've we heard from others that, oh, yeah, Luke, Luke was, you know, gave in too easy, flipped too easy. You know, But, you know, again, we've come up with a, a potential thought. What's the head trauma from the crash? Was there any? Um, fact how,
2: long that, was he saying, Ren, how long did he watch this happen? Yeah. Right, yeah. It could have been years of watching Kylo slowly make the wrong turn, wrong turn, wrong turn until he finally says, you know what, the last choice I have. And uh, um, he tried multiple times to redirect Kylo and it's not working. So the le- final choice he has is Ben's going to make this choice, whether I like it or not. I'm going to have to do something about this. No, no, let, not
1: this. let me ask this question. Then do we want to see in the last Jedi? Uh, obviously the truth about Ray's parents, but do we want to see the, the official story of what happened between Luke and Ben at the, during the new Jedi order that led to see that it. see, I, I think we've seen I just, bits and pieces of the truth. In the three different combinations. I don't think we saw the truth.
2: Between the three, you can figure out exactly. Because the last one, I think, was the closest to the actual what happened. But you can get between the three of them what happened, why Ben left. That's right. we don't need to see Ben destroying the temple. We don't have to watch him falling.
1: Right. But do do we want to see the turn of what led to the turn of of Ben?
2: No,
0: I don't I think, think we really need to. I think we've huh. we know enough to piece it together.
2: I think if anything, right. that that goes into a book. All okay. right. Then, yeah. Then let let me ask this
1: question. Uh, Try and put ourselves in the shoes of the, the fandom. As a fandom, do we want to see this? Not us personally, but as a fandom, yeah. do we need to see this?
2: I think we need to see it, but like I said, not in a movie. Yeah. Okay. This is this is something that's always been in books. Stuff like this, the backstory, things like that, have right, always yeah. all the way back to the early nineties. It's all been stuff that's been put in books. Okay.
0: Because I think you can do a, a, a story like that deserves to be longer, like in a book and not just quickly done in a movie, I think. And also, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to give it like a full um, focus,
2: yeah, well, also, what you got to look at is um the fandom, yes, we deserve to see that, but the fandom is not who you' one totally want to add put these movies in, obviously because we if you look solo, the fans went and saw it right and, they, and it wasn't enough to get that box office up there. You have to be able to bring in the mainstream audience, and ma- mainstream audience doesn't care what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. They want to watch a fun story. They want to watch right. a good story. You don't need all the backstory for a good Star Wars story.
1: So so at this point in time, you're, you're saying, yes, the, f- the fandom needs to be considered, but you need to appeal more to the larger audience.
2: Yeah, because the fandom is going to be the guys that – the fandom is going to read the books. Fandom is going to watch the cartoons. Fandom is going to play video games. That's right. when you put some of this other stuff. The stuff like fleshing out what happened in, in Kylo Ren's training. Yeah. You put that into because the fans are going to read the book. right The fans are going to read the comic books. That's where you put your backstory stuff. And then mm-hmm. the main audience doesn't need to see all that backstory stuff because they don't care. right You're in stream, run of the mill, just I go to see Star Wars in theaters and that's all I care about. They don't mm-hmm. care about the story usually. I mean, some of them do, yeah. But most of them, I'm assuming. Are, um, just want to watch a fun movie on the screen.
1: Yeah, I mean there, there's still there's still a lot of people who go to the movie or go to the films, who they just go to see the film to be entertained. They they don't go yeah. head first, feet first, arm first, whatever. But first into the into the fandom and, and into the consumption of the movies. Mm
2: hmm. Well, that's why also, if you realize, if you see, there was not a backlash, but there was there was some confusion when Solo came out as to where did um, Darth Maul come from? I thought right. he was there was some confusion out there about that because there was a, there was a percentage of the mainstream audience that did go see the movie. And they're like, wait a minute. Didn't he die way back in like 1999? <laughs> Yeah. So, so
0: that's that's where they come to us and we say no. See, here's what happened.
2: Exactly. Did, did and they did not pay
1: attention to Clone Wars. <laughs>
2: well, the people cared about that and that was like, "Wait a minute, they did look it up and try to figure out, okay, wh- how is he still there?" Or maybe I heard about this and they looked it up. Right. So it's like people are going to get the backstory. If you put it in a book, if you put it in a comic book, if you put it in a movie, some people will see it. Yeah. But um, I think they're not going to put that much money into the backstory. No. You got to think of the money difference between writing a book or writing a comic book and then making a whole movie. Yep. Right. Right. And actually, you make what it is. You do um, like the um, Young Jedi Knight series that Kevin Anderson and Reca- and um, his wife Rebecca made when it was the Solo Kids training. You do a series, a young adult series like that about Ben training. Yeah, yeah. And you do yeah, the Jedi so cool. a, a new new Jedi Order style series with Ben and some of the other ones that were training at the Jedi Academy. Mm. And you can get your backstory and see Ben's fall because there was some dar- some darker stuff that was in those novels. If you actually read through them, one of my favorite characters in Star Wars is a character called Zek. You guys remember him at all? Yep. He yeah. was one of Jaina and Jason's best friends growing up on Coruscant. He was a street kid who happened to be strong in the Force. He ended up falling to the dark side before he joined the Jedi Academy. Right. So it's like that. that's where you put that type of stuff. Right. Well, we got other stuff we could talk about. There's another rant.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's a rant, but uh,
2: yeah, but these well, are pro- these are productive rants. Yeah, and see, and nobody's calling each other names yet. Nerf her. <laughs> <laughs> wepper wepper <snapper. laughs> I'll be quiet, old man. Uh-huh. Next thing, next thing you know, you gonna be cut yelling at us to get off your island.
1: Listen here, Johnny.
0: <laughs> you guys are a bunch of moof milkers.
1: Hey, hey,
2: hey, hey. No fair having a
1: book that we don't have yet. (laughs) That wasn't in the book. That
0: was in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, let's talk about some rumors, shall we? And the latest rumor...
2: That's what we've been talking about. Uh,
0: where, where have you, you been? <laughs> All right, well, let's switch to a different rumor, shall we? Okay. And that rumor is involves Mr. Ewan McGregor. It's Ewan, Ewan, Ewan McGregor. I can't say his name without doing the, that.
1: <laughs> Ewan McGregor. He, he's Irish, it, so why are you going Scottish?
0: Because it sounds better. Okay. Because I can't do a uh, an Irish accent to save my life without doing a, a leprechaun. wait,
2: wait, wait. leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> where you live you can't do an Irish accent.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it, it that's a perverted Irish accent.
1: Uh, well, leave, leave the Frenchman alone. Oh, oh. that's Actually, it is, you, true. You, is it French or Quebec?
0: It is uh, kinda half and half a little above. That's what Quebec was. <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> I am from a galaxy far, far away. We know. So, so uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of rumors about Obi Obi Wan <laughs> and Ewan McGregor, and uh, you know, there's you know the the talk of a potential movie or possibly something on the Disney's streaming service. But now the latest rumors that he could also have a role in Episode Nine. What? Uh, yes. Um, According to the UK newspaper The Sun McGregor will secretly film For the next Star Wars movie Which of course wouldn't be the first time He's done that as he did lend his voice To the sequence in The Force Awakens in which Rey has a force vision As you may recall there was both Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness Uh, of Of course it's all rumor At this point but it's interesting to note that the same sources, the Sunsites, also note that Disney has been pulling excuse me, has been mulling over a standalone film for Obi Wan. There have been concerns about getting the story right. Maybe we, we have, have all
2: skills we have. Yeah,
0: we've all heard. Um, so could could McGregor's role possibly be as a Jedi ghost like Yoda in uh, the Last Jedi? Mm, possibly. It would kind of have to be, you would imagine, if he does anything more than just Linda's voice again.
2: Right. Uh, of course... Oh, oh, reading, I got an idea. Uh, I have a, an epiphany as soon as you're uh, done with the with the with what's in the article.
0: All right. Well, I'm almost done here. Uh, it might be important to note that the same unnamed Los Angeles source cited by The Sun... Uh, to establish that McGregor will be in a film, also made a point to mention that Disney has been considering a standalone film for the character so long as the story is right. Uh, So there's a possibility that Obi-Wan's role in this film, in Episode Nine might be designed to set up a new movie. Not quite sure how that would work.
2: I know how. I'll tell you in a minute.
0: Okay, perhaps he'll make reference to some event that took place before a new hope that the spinoff could address. So that's basically it. So go ahead.
2: Well, I, I know it'll take place after a New Hope. And Obi Wan did not die in a New Hope. Mm. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan was a was a forced projection just like um Luke in The Last Jedi. So that when he died when he died and his cloak disappeared. So oh. he, he never died and he's still alive at this point. At this oh. point
1: Explain, return of the Jedi. Force projection. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he
2: so, can project himself, ghost anywhere he wants to go. Where do you think Luke found, figured out how to do it? Obi Wan showed him how to do the trick.
1: Now
0: that's an interesting idea.
2: All oh, retconning everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that wouldn't that wouldn't send the internet into a, <laughs> a spiral? Oh, yeah, definitely. That would definitely. almost definitely that would be worth it. That'd be great to see. <laughs> Obi-Wan didn't die. Obi-Wan's still alive after um, Return of the Jedi. After a new hope,
1: Obi
0: One. That would yeah. be the name of, name of the movie. Obi One lives.
2: So this Obi One movie could take place anytime you want. You can put it um, right after for a new hope. You can put it.
1: <laughs> That's it. Episode title for tonight: New Obi-Wan Hope. Li- <laughs> yeah, Obi One lives. There we go.
2: Um, you know what? You know what? Who do you think was leading the Bothans when they found the plans for the de- second Death Star? <laughs> hmm? <laughs> Leading them or killing them? Oh no! He, no. He, remember, he was a general in the Clone Wars. He knows how to um, how to lead troops. And then he killed. That's true.
1: And then he killed them in self-defense when they went nuts on him.
2: Well,
0: that is also true.
1: <laughs> anyway, Obi Wan lives? <laughs> question mark. I, I'm going to do the floney thing. Obi Wan lives? Question mark! Exclamation point! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> So, well, that's going to slowly wrap it up. Uh, I want to say, a quick little blurb that we, you know touch on almost like a final thought. It was brought up. Uh, who would win? I gotta find yeah. the original.
2: No, it, it, it was it, it was
1: a tweet. Uh, my son just asked the toughest question that I've ever had to answer as a father. I'm so glad my daughter didn't hasn't asked this yet. Can a lightsaber <laughs> cut through Captain America's shield? Hamill's response. That I, I need to find the right post.
2: It brings warm feelings to my heart that uh, Mark Hamill actually responded to this.
1: Yes. Yeah. Hamill's response. In the hashtag Marvel Universe, no. In the hashtag Star Wars Universe, Luke wouldn't fight a hero, but if asked to do so, he could cut it into a million little pieces. And then Chris Evans later replied, Foolish, now I have vibranium ninja stars. na 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 Captain America. <laughs>
2: So, I just find it awesome that um, like Chris Evans and Mark Hamill took even the 30 seconds out of their day to um respond to this, yeah. So, like, that's fantastic. See, yeah, this,
1: it doesn't surprise me that Hamill or that uh Evans did it, uh, but I'm also not shocked that um, that Hamill did as well. They're usually pretty good about the fans now. If we could get them to just lower the pricing on autographs at conventions, well, lot, you know. it's not choice. No, some of us, a good chunk of it's their choice. They, They set their rates on a lot of it.
2: So anyway, any other
1: final thoughts before we go? It's been a pretty good
2: night. Yeah. Uh, I got one real quick um, The This week at a Las Vegas auction Han Solo's blaster showed up It was actually the um, the blaster they used In the 1983 Return of the Jedi um, It was at Julian's Auctions And um, and this was reported by Ripley's Believe It or Not That actually bought the item last Saturday uh, And it was uh, Came out of um, a collection from the U.S. art director on the Star Wars film James Shop um, Now it, he had sold an Imperial Scout Trooper blaster earned- Earlier for an earlier auction at nine uh, ninety thousand six hundred and twenty five dollars. Huh? Uh, some of the items in this auction before the blaster was the Superman three costume from eighty three worn by Christopher Reeve that sold for two hundred million or two hundred thousand. Well, Han Solo's blaster went for five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! They also had a black dress worn by Marilyn Manson or, or Marilyn Monroe. Sorry, wrong one. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Big <laughs> difference. Well, they both could have been seen wearing a dress. I mean, come on.
1: That, that's like comparing Batman to to Darkwing Duck. What's the difference? Well, <laughs> one's a bat. One's a quack.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> which is which? <laughs> <clears throat> So, yeah, but it's kind of awesome that the the blaster actually pulled fi- almost half or a little over half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, has it cool. pulled at Ripley's, believe it or not?
0: That's awesome.
2: You know they're going to take care of it.
0: Oh, yeah. All right. My turn. My turn. Again. Oh <laughs> <laughs>
2: Again.
0: So, uh,
2: Almost it like this or something, huh? Hopefully, <laughs> we planned it like this or something.
0: Almost. So, uh, Del Rey Books recently uh, tweeted out something, um, tweeted out a picture of a book cover. Um, and the official tweet says and while you're there check out this amazing variant on the Thrawn Alliances cover art which is going to be the cover for the San Diego Comic Con exclusive edition of the book hashtag SDCC hashtag Star Wars and it says long time no see Anakin and it has a really great uh, drawing of Thrawn looking really cool and behind him you can see Anakin standing there looking kind of... uh, Menacing? Menacing. I was going to say jealous, but... (laughs) And it looks really cool.
2: You know what this means? Well, this is before Anakin falls, too, because if you look, he's got the blue lightsaber.
0: Yes, he does.
2: But you know what this means? This means, as of right now, we're putting a call out to all of our smugglers out there. Anybody going to San Diego Comic-Con, I need a copy of this. I will figure out how to pay you for it. Get a hold of my radio, and I will figure out how to help... If you can help me get a hold of a... Comic Con exclusive copy of this, I will figure out a way to um, get you the cash for it.
1: But there's a slight problem with that. What? San Diego is this year doing, um, you go sign up for the exclusives and you get, you put in for a bid. To hopefully be selected, to go get exclusives during certain time periods. So you're not even guaranteed to get any of the exclusives if you're there, if you don't get picked. Get picked for the uh, in, in the lottery for the time slots.
2: I still oh, want a copy. Lame. If someone yeah. comes home with an extra copy of this exclusive, I'll give you the money for it. <laughs> as long right. as, long as yeah, as long as, I'll pay the cover price or whatever you paid for it.
1: <laughs> I, I feel the same thing about the the Afra three pack.
2: Oh yeah. So we're looking for friends out there. Also, um, I, we haven't talked about this beforehand, but um, if you go to San Diego Comic-Con and you check out the Star Wars stuff, let us know, and um, we'll contact back and forth. We'll either tell your story on here or maybe ha- possibly have you on to tell us about Comic-Con. None of us have been there yet. This is true. Yeah, really. This is true. We could use correspondence all over the country because we are not all over the country. Yep. Well, and, and we, we've we even talked about – you know yes –
1: we have been planning and trying to figure out how when the Galaxy's Edge opens here in Florida, getting everyone together and doing a Wookiee Radio meetup. So it's being talked about how, how how soon we can make it a reality. It's going to be a totally different beast, but th- there is potential. So um, I don't have anything else.
2: Nope. I think I've ranted
1: enough. <laughs> and there's only one thing left to be said.
2: Give the evacuation code signal. Cut the chatter. Jake, I can
1: hold it! on! No, I'm alright. I have right. ah! placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've
2: lost R2. <laughs>